Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Hey, welcome. This is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. We're glad to have you here today. Thanks for coming in. I want to continue this week on the topic of soundness of mind and body. We were talking about it last week, and if you didn't hear last week's episode, please do, because it'll lay good groundwork for this episode. So do that if you haven't. But either way, we want to start out today uh, with a scripture in Isaiah. This is a beautiful verse. I love this one. It's Isaiah 26, and it's verse 3. And you might recognize this one, but if not, uh, it's just just so beautiful. So just take it in, open your heart, and just sit down and, and enjoy yourself today. The verse reads like this. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Now that is the picture of soundness, if there ever was one. And what's beautiful about this verse, you may not know it, it says in the Hebrew, this was written in Hebrew originally, and it says, you will keep him in peace, peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. It was translated perfect peace, which is fine. It's actually very accurate. But the words there, the two words, perfect peace in Hebrew are the same word. It's shalom, shalom. It says it twice. And shalom is a very broad and important word in Hebrew, especially in the biblical writings. You'll see it. And it means completeness. It means soundness. It's the very same topic we have here. You will keep him in soundness, whose mind is stayed on you. It means welfare. It means peace. And it means a lot more. This is a, a narrow translation of what the word means. But here we are looking at this beautiful verse where it's saying, you, meaning God, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. That's really important. That's the picture of peace. And if goes on to say, because he trusts in you. Imagine a little child who has a need of any kind, big or small, and that child asks mom or dad about that need, and the parent says, I will take care of that. So what does a child do? They trust. They're in peace. And this is how the Lord wants us. We are talking about soundness of mind and body, but they are both very important. And today I want to go back into Mark. We were in Mark 5 the last time, and we're going to be in Mark 5 again today. And it's right in the beginning of the chapter, and it's a, just a desperate story of a man who was just tormented. You've read the story, I'm sure. If you've read the Bible, you've, you've read this story. And it's a, just a terrible circumstance that he was in. And I'm just going to read it. And uh, there's a few things I want to bring out of the story. I'm not going to go into detail about everything in this story. I guess there's a lot of things we could talk about, but we're not going to do that today. But I still want to read it so you get this whole picture. And then we'll just, we'll go from there. Okay, so we're in Mark 5. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Uh, it's not quite as accurate as some of the others, but it does a really good job in depicting the story. So... I really like this. So let's start in verse 1, chapter 5 of Mark. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes. And when Jesus climbed out of the boat, 
a man possessed by an unclean evil spirit, came out of the tombs to meet him. Imagine this. In verse 3, this man lived in burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with chains. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, this is something they did often with him, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. So as we can see, this is just, you think you got problems? This man had some very serious problems. And in verse 6, when Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him and ran to him and fell before his feet. And with a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded and said, What is your name? He was talking to this spirit because he knew it wasn't the man really talking to him. It was these, this demonic presence inside of the man. So in verse 9, we see Jesus saying, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. And there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on a hillside nearby. Send us to those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. And the evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the entire herd, and look at this, of about 2,000 pigs, plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Now, that's just a terrible situation, no matter how you look at it. And uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it, but you see here a very desperate situation. But let's go on, because it, this is where things really turn around. This is amazing. I want you to see this. So the herdsmen who were with the pigs fled. They ran to a nearby town in the surrounding countryside, and they were spreading the news about what they saw right as they were running. And people rushed out to see what had happened. And I'm sure all these people knew about this man who was living in the, the burial grounds and in the caves and things around the tomb. So they probably all knew about him. So they rushed out to see what was happening. And this is what they found. And as the crowd, this, this is verse 15. Look at this. I'm going to read it in a couple of other different versions too. I want you to see this. A crowd gathered and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there, look at this, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. And I'll continue on. Verse 16, then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone, which he did. Jesus just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. He was always a gentleman. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been, past tense, demon-possessed, begged to go with him. And Jesus said, no, go to your home and to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. 
And so the man started off to visit around the region, and he was proclaiming the great things that God had done with him, and everybody was amazed at what he had said. Isn't that something? Now, I want to go back to verse 15, because verse 15, even though there is so much to say about this story, first of all, I'll just lead off by saying this was a terrible condition that this man was in. And it's hard to imagine because we don't see things like this very often. Sometimes we see somebody who is just tormented by drugs or tormented by alcohol or some other addiction and they can't stop, and it's just like they're in a jail cell, and they just can't get out. And we see that. But this man was so tormented, he couldn't even keep his clothes on. He was cutting himself with rocks. He was howling at night. He was in a desperate spiritual condition. He was tormented, and it says here, possessed by all these demons. This, this man was in very desperate shape. But when the Lord spoke his word and brought back the soundness of this man, and we don't even know this man's name, and all this happened, and these demons left, and they killed all these pigs, and these poor herdsmen ran off and <laughs> told the people in the town, I kind of want you to get a sense of this story. This isn't just a Bible story. This is real history. This is a real man. This was Jesus really there doing this. This was a real event. And you don't really know how long this man was in this condition, but you do get the idea that it just got worse and worse. But when all was said and done and Jesus spoke his word and commanded these evil spirits to leave, a transition happened and a transformation happened. And verse 15 spells it out. And it says that these people who heard the story came back to see what was going on. And it says, they came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down. He was clothed, he had clothes on, and he was in his right mind. The very same man who had the legion, and they became frightened. The power of God was so strong because these people knew that man and they knew his condition. They knew the story. This was the possessed man, the tortured man who lived around the tombs that they tried to chain. They tried to control him in some way and nobody could, nobody was strong enough. And when they put chains on him, he was able to break those chains with his own hands. But Jesus shows up and everything changes. Talk about soundness of mind and body. This man saw soundness on both accounts. And it says, again, I'll read verse 15. And they came to Jesus and saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. He was in his right mind. And the word mind here, now this was written in Greek, it's New Testament, but that word is very interesting. And I want to look into it for a second. The word in Greek is sophronio, and it's a word that comes from another word that is sophron. And that word comes from the word sozo. So it's a family of words, and the original word used was sophronio, and that means to be of sound mind. But the base word that this comes from is sozo, S-O-Z-O. But that word 
is very similar to the word I was talking about in Isaiah, the word shalom, a very broad word about healing and completeness and soundness and welfare and peace. Sozo is the same thing. It's healing, it's salvation, it's wholeness, it's deliverance, protection, preservation, to be made whole. And this verse is talking about that. It's talking about this wholeness. He was in his right mind. He was not only sitting down at peace, he was not only clothed, but he was completely in his right mind. One hour before, this man was still howling and pleading for one second of sanity. And after Jesus spoke his word and by his power took authority over this evil and told it to leave, this man was sane. He was sound. He remembered what it was like to sit. He's remembering and feeling what it's like to have his clothes and just sit at peace. Sitting there with Jesus. Just sitting there with Jesus. You got to picture this. It is such an amazing transformation. And this is what Jesus is all about. This was life. The man was living death and Jesus brought life. What an incredible story. Difficult story, yes. But the transformation, if God can transform this man that quickly, that thoroughly, consider your situation or the situation of one of your children or the situation of somebody you know. Use this as a source of encouragement. Yes, it's a story with a lot of ugly things happening. The pigs and all that. It was just terrible. But in the end, you have a man sitting here who was living in tomb caves, running around at night, howling, cutting himself with sharp stones. And he was tormented day in and day out. And I want to bring something up here now that's really, I think, brings it home about the nature of God, the nature of what he does, the nature of why he came. He came to deliver the lost. So here we have this vast difference within an hour's time where Jesus completely transforms this person's life. And I want you to consider something to make this a little bit more real because we often read these stories and then we just kind of see them as distant stories. It's not. This man who was running around in these tombs, tormented, was once a little boy. He was birthed by a mom, carried in her womb like anyone else for nine months and birthed into this world. And God had plans for him. He had a mother. He had a father. He may have had brothers and sisters. There was family growing up. He probably had friends. He had hopes. He had dreams. I'm sure he wanted to work someday. I'm sure he wanted to marry someday. He was a person born into this world like any other. I want you to see this side of him because we are introduced to him in this story in the middle of his trouble. But he had a beginning. I'm pretty sure he wasn't born this way. It probably happened somewhere along the line. Something happened. We don't know what happened. The Bible doesn't actually tell us. But God never intended for this man to be this way. He had a plan for him. And when Jesus showed up, he brought that man back into a place where God's plan could be carried out. Who knew that this man was going to one day meet the Messiah, the son of the living God, Jesus, and would be delivered by him and told to to go off and find your family, find your friends, find the people you knew before. And this is the reason I think he, he wasn't always this way, because 
Jesus said to go home to your family and, and tell them everything. So there was a period of time that this man lived with a family like anybody else would. And this terrible thing happened. There's wholeness here because now we've got a family that, that has received their own son back. You have friends who are receiving this man back. We don't think about these things. I like to, to put myself in these stories and start thinking about all the various normal everyday things. God had good things intended for this man when he was born. Satan had bad things intended for him and tried to get away with it. But when Jesus showed up, he turned it all around. And you know what he gave him? He gave him soundness. He gave him salvation. The word sozo, salvation and wholeness and healing. He gave him peace of mind. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. I can only imagine after this, that man's mind stayed on Jesus for the rest of his life. Met him eye to eye, face to face. Heard his voice. Felt the power of God deliver him from the worst imaginable set of circumstances. And God did this because he loved that man. Praise God for his love. So this is pretty much what I wanted to say today, to consider that if God showed us this example of something that was just really extreme, then know that he can handle your circumstances or the circumstances of those you love that may be very, very difficult. He can. It's an encouragement for you to believe it. So look at this story. Read it. Again, I would say read all of Mark 5. It's really amazing just how much happened in a very short period of time. God is good, and his intentions are to bring us all to a place of perfect peace, perfect soundness in our minds, in our bodies, in our hearts. He's really good. He really is. And I think this story depicts it very, very well. As dramatic as this all is here, it's just amazing to see that this man was just sitting there with Jesus, fully clothed and in his right mind. That is just amazing. We went from one extreme to the other. And here the Lord gives him a commission to go to his townspeople and tell them what great things God had done. And they believed him because they knew him before. They knew what he was like. And here he is, a completely different man. Isn't that something? Well, God is good. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it today. It's, it's a, a great example. It's a great story to read. Go back over it again and, and just be blessed. And again, if you didn't hear the first episode, please go back and listen. It's just as wonderful and amazing. God is good. So it's all, this has been all about soundness, God's soundness that he gives to us so that we are in peace and soundness in our minds and in our body. And he's just so good. So thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And we pray God's blessing over you for soundness of mind and body. And we'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm.